Hello, and welcome to the latest edition of the ALS Association Greater Philadelphia Chapter Podcast. This is episode number 52, and I'm your host, Tony Heil, the Director of Communications and Public Policy at the Greater Philadelphia Chapter. When we first started this podcast a year ago, uh, roughly, um, our first episode was about our hot chocolate event, which last year was in March. This year, it's also in March. What a crazy coincidence. And last year, we started with Larry Kaplan, one of the organizers and committee people for that event. This year, we are with uh, Jill Kaplan, his wife, and uh, Mary Ellen from Cakes and Candies by Mary Ellen to talk about hot chocolate. So we went from Larry Kaplan to Jill Kaplan. It's like the alpha and the omega, really the <laughs> the bookends of this event and uh, this year. So it'll be hard to follow up with with 2016, but there's a lot of ways you can do that. Uh, before we get involved with the discussion today, I'd like to encourage you to go to ALSPhiladelphia.org, find out about the hot chocolate event and about a lot of other events coming up this year, including the Phillies Festival, seven Walk to Defeat ALS events, including one in Northeast PA for the first time in, in near Scranton. That's in Moosic, which I'm sure you go to all the time. I do. Uh, you can find out about the ALS Express bike ride and all about research as well. And you can also, I encourage you to learn more about ALS, learn more about what we're doing by following us on social media all at ALS Philadelphia, that's on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and YouTube and occasionally Vine and um, Periscope. We, we try a lot of things. I try. That way I look impressive. Uh, so with all that in mind, uh, welcome Jill and Mary Ellen to our podcast. Thanks for having us. Hi. So I'm sure you're very excited. You you were very excited to hear that you could be part of this podcast. Um, <laughs> but both of you talk about how um, you got involved because you were involved before Hot Chocolate, right Jill? Yes. And so when did you got involved because of Larry, right? Yes. So Larry used to do the Kurtz pitch mm -hmm. for ALS. So it was, for every strikeout, you got, a, you know, you paid a certain amount. And that was when Kurt Schilling was playing for the Phillies. That is correct. And he he's still a big supporter of the cause. Yes. So we started going. They would have a luncheon every year mm -hmm. afterwards. And we started going. And then we got to know everybody. So we said, hey, do you want us to volunteer or help you out in any way with any events? So we started going to some events and helping out, and then we were lucky enough to be asked to be on a committee. So mm -hmm. then we started We started on the Hot Chocolate Committee, and then eventually they asked us if we wanted to chair the event. So okay. we've been doing that for several years now. And it was a long time ago you got involved with Hot Chocolate, right? Yes. I mean, from the beginning. Right. Yes. And um, in fact, it's funny, we won free tickets to the first one in a raffle. And we went and we said, this is the best event we've ever been to. It was at the Franklin Institute. And we said, wow. And so we were hooked. And so the way you point that out is something I want to talk about today with both of you. Mm -hmm. the, the reason you're still involved and you've helped the event become very successful over the years, which we'll talk about why. But it, you got involved because it was fun. It wasn't just the disease, right? Like Correct. You, we need, if we're going to have successful events, we need people to come back. And the way they're going to come back is that it's a good event. That's right. So what made the first event good? Was it just because... It was food? It was very different. Mm -hmm. it, it, the venue was very cool. And, and the fact that it was all chocolate, which I am a big chocolate fan. So yes. <laughs> that won me over right away. <laughs> Great. So once you got, you got involved the next year, Hot Chocolate 2.0. Mm -hmm. And how quickly did you guys meet up and work together? You and Mary Ellen. Five, six years ago now? Probably. About that. Um Larry and Jill had met me at a different event. Yes. And then Larry had come into the shop and 
meet and greet and told me all about the organization. And I said, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and did it the first year. Had a blast between the chocolate fountain and theming my table, being at the aquarium. So it was fun. I can I can get inventive and creative and things like that. And knowing that all of the support goes for an amazing cause regardless. But it's a very fun event. Um, dancing and who doesn't like chocolate martinis with sharks to begin with that that right there the sharks sets, don't drink the martinis the mood so you can buy two martinis one for you and one for the shark and then you get to have both right and then then you can play lasso later i'm not quite sure but you can have as much fun as you want at the event and and it is for an amazing cause and it raises a great deal of money and jill and larry have done a superb job in in making it all happen so And the reason you guys met is because, Jill, you've been looking for ways from the start to continue to make the event fun and exciting and a draw, right? Yes, that's correct. And Mary Ellen is so creative. And every year we started to have a contest of who has the best table. And you've won it pretty much every year. I've, I've won it every year. <laughs> it gets a bit cutthroat where you're like with you, Mary. Like you really want to win that contest. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit of a competitor in that way. But it's also fun for my staff. Mm-hmm. So I come in with a theme and then we just have a ball with it. So it just depends. I mean, I could come in and do a simple display or I can come in and knock your socks off. So this year, I've been debating on the theme because I've done enough water nautical. We did last year. We did Chinese New Year's last year. That was so really that good. Was really fun. There, there's those rice crispy <clears throat> chocolate sushi. Sushi. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It was so I try to incorporate the whole water effect for the aquarium, but I might go outside the box this year. As long as it's good, because really, <laughs> I go to all the events, almost all the events, and I mostly have to take pictures at the event. Or, like, if there's a reporter, help direct them. Or, you know, it's, I don't have to do as much as some other people do with my role. So I get to go and just, you know, take a picture, have a chocolate, take a picture, have some chocolate. So <laughs> I, as long as all the things are good, that's that's great for me personally. And that's really why I go. Uh, well, let me tell you, there is some competition out there because everyone wants to beat you. They all say, oh I'm going to beat her. They're all thinking about it. It's good <laughs> because it, it brings camaraderie. It brings all the vendors together, you know, we're all there to support the same thing, but there's an edge for us being vendors Mm -hmm. to have a little something to look forward to, whether it's an award or whether it's, you know, our names being said or whether we can wow you in some degree. It's, that's the fun of doing an event like this and doing so many charity events. We do it because we support the cause, but at the end of the day, um, you know, as vendors, just standing there meeting and greeting is one thing, but we need some kind of edge. Yeah, and you know, we, t- we joke about the competitiveness that you have, especially, and I know that because you're there all the time, and I can see your displays, like, that's great. But if you were just there, right, to have, like, a vendor show off some chocolate, it wouldn't be as exciting of an event as people trying to step up their game, because we have had some cool ones. We had the, like, award show people last year, yes. and some other really cool displays that people have, and some treats that you... Wouldn't see otherwise. Some really tasty cookies and things like that. Uh, so you really, I'm sure both try and promote like, hey guys, step up your game so you can make this good. Because you don't want to be there and be like really great and everyone else be lame. You like the other competitors to be good too, right? Absolutely. I don't want to walk up. There she is again. <laughs> but you know, it, it is. It's, it's, it boils down to um, just everybody stepping up their game. Something inventive, whether it's even a piece of dessert that you create that's outside the box. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's good, too, because it's going to draw people to your table. 
And that's the thing. You're you're advertising for your company. You're raising money for the cause. And, you know, it's bringing new blood into the event. So by me coming involved, I've brought different varieties of people in. And that, that goes on for all the other vendors, too. So they definitely keep it fresh. So, Jill, what kind of vendors do we have at Hot Chocolate? We, we talked about that you can get chocolate martinis and other things. But So what other things can people can expect to see there? That's going to be a draw. That display, despite a really cool looking display. So we just um, twice a year we spend um, a long, an extended weekend in um, a chocolate convention. It's really torture. Yes. <laughs> so we spend that time, you know, meeting vendors, and we've been doing it for so long now that we know all the vendors now, and and they turn us on to other people and different ideas. So they give us a table every year, uh, twice a year actually, at these conventions. And so what we've collected, what, I mean, the people that signed up, we just went um, a few weekends ago. Mm-hmm. And we already have signed up um, Giambri's, who does my favorite chocolate-covered waffles. They are delicious, all dipped in all different things. Have we had those before? Every year he comes Dipped in caramel, dipped in chocolate, dipped in M and M's. So we have that. We have um, ice cream. We have Mm -hmm. we got all the all the sides and dippings and caramel and chocolate to go on the ice ice cream. We have uh, we think we have a new s'mores lady because we had a s'mores person a few years back, but we we didn't. I don't know what happened. So we just found a lady who wants to come. She's starting her new business. She wants to get her name out there. So she's going to be coming. And who doesn't s'mores. like like? There's not like a bad s'mores person, right? <laughs> no, it's pretty hard to mess up. But it's also you know you have to be cooking and doing all that yeah, on the yeah, spot. Yeah. So that's talent. So yes, we have. She's a marshmallow woman who wants to do s'mores. Mm-hmm. We have, we have candy coming. She's a candy. marshmallow woman in terms of she's very good at making marshmallows. She's not made of marshmallow like in Ghostbusters. She makes different marshmallows. <laughs> she's no, a mar- she's not the same. Her, her business is different kinds of marshmallows, which I have never seen. You know, she makes them very creative. And so, and it's a new business. So that's, you know, we're going to get her name out there. We have uh, Crazy Susan who okay. always comes and does her interesting cookies. Mm-hmm. We have Candy who... Um, did the art? She did the mu- the movie theme last year. That was really cool. She does all that art with chocolate, which is unbelievable to look at. It's you, sometimes you don't even believe it's chocolate. Um, we've collected over two thousand pounds of chocolate just to truffles and, and gummies and all kinds Nut of clusters and yes. all, all kinds of stuff. We did. To yes, give there, out. There's a lot of chocolate in our office right now. I know. And hopefully it'll last until March 10th. <laughs> because, like, again, that's when the hot chocolate is, is uh, Thursday, March 10th at Adventure Aquarium. Uh, so go to ALSPhiladelphia.org and learn more about it and sign up. I don't want to miss the miss the plug for telling the Thank date. you. We want so, the plug. Yes. So you get a ton of really cool vendors. And yeah. so what do you do to get vendors? You just tell them, hey, look at this cool stuff that's happened before. You should do it again. Well, you guys should come, or did they learn about it now that it's been 10 plus years of the event? They, uh, the people we've met at the convention, they, they know us very well now. And mm-hmm. it's all, it's a candy show. It's a candy and chocolate convention. So they know us very well. They promote it because they say it's such a good cause. And they really think that, and anyone who's been there knows and they go and tell their other chocolate friends <laughs> in the business to come. Again, people because that make chocolate, live, not people who are made of chocolate. Right. We live in a chocolate world. <laughs> yes. So, and we have we have pictures, we have big displays at our table, and, and people come up and we explain that you know what the event is about, and that they can get their name out there in addition to helping this amazing cause. So, 
it's really, people are very interested in it. And one thing we have found is that when someone does come and set up at the event, people become loyal to those people. Like people that come to the event, they become loyal. They, they will only get their chocolate from these people mm-hmm. and they will search them out. And that's why, you know, it, it's a really great, I mean, every, we've heard that from several of the vendors that people come in to their store and say, I, I saw you at high chocolate mm-hmm. or I got, you know, they'll call them, order stuff, send it to, just to stay loyal to them because they, they helped. And a lot of the people sign up early for the event because they loved it the first time. And we see a lot of the same faces over and over again. Yes. And that that's a good thing that they we see the same vendors a lot. We see the same people. Um, and they obviously have a good time. So what's the feedback you get from the vendors? Because you've both recruited people or gotten people. What's the feedback afterwards at, from the vendor standpoint? They sign up pretty much as soon as we pack up to leave. They can't wait to find out the date mm-hmm. for the next year? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, every time we see them, they say... When is it? Just tell us the date. Mm-hmm. That's how it always is. And as long as, you know, we always have to schedule it between Valentine's Day and Easter. And this year, Easter's a little early, so we got a little nervous. People said, uh-oh. But even if they can't come because they get so crazy with Easter, they're like, we're send- they tell us they're sending us stuff. So even if they don't show up, they'll send us enough to fill a table. I- I'm keeping away all my Easter jokes, so I'm, not- <laughs> I'm trying not to use those as much. Uh so they, they obviously get a lot of good feedback from it. And they got a lot of business, right? Yes. So yes. there's a lot of reason why people should find out about the event and then come back to be a vendor. Yes. Yeah, you've also gotten a lot of sponsors for the event over the years. Um, I know Biata is one of our top sponsors that comes to a lot of things and many others. So they come, they go to the VIP section, they come to the event itself, they hear mm-hmm. things. You know, what, as a committee person for it, what kind of feedback do you get from the vendors and Mary Ellen, what do you hear from people that come that are bringing in a big group of people, too? Um, definitely they love going to the VIP because there's little incentives mm-hmm. that the um, event itself has. So not only can you pet the penguins and that kind of stuff, but you're definitely wined and dined very nicely in the VIP area. And I believe this year we have a grand prize yes. for the VIP So this we year. always have the raw seafood bar and a pasta bar and butler hors d'oeuvres in addition to, you know, an open bar and chocolate but this year we are going to have another thing to make you want to come as a VIP we have one lucky VIP entry winner (laughs) person will winner will win a 55 inch HD television that's pretty who wouldn't want that you can always use another HD TV exactly (laughs) don't worry we'll bungee it to your car so we know it makes it home safe with a trunk (laughs) trunk full of chocolate as well so you had a good time um but then at, for the vendors, like, into the actual event, just from the entertainment, the guys at Hot 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 do an amazing job keeping us everybody flowing, and and there, there's nothing stale about the event. No, it's ever. not boring at all. From, from the auction items to, to the MCs, to the vendors partaking, to everybody getting on the dance floor, and just having fun. And it is, it is all about ALS, and there are patients there that have ALS, so you connect with them, you become familiar with them and their families. It's just, it's it turns out to be a family event every year. It's like a family reunion every year, so why wouldn't you want to be part of it? Mm-hmm. You're, you're helping the organization, you're close enough to families and friends and meeting new people, you're in the tri-state area, you're at a cool venue... What's not there to get a ticket for? Yeah, an adventure aquarium is a really fun place to have any event. Um, it's an excuse to go there on its own. But so, what's it like setting up at a place like that? Because I don't know the other places to go to, but I imagine that adventure aquarium is a little bit cooler a place to go to than a convention center. 
<laughs> Nothing against convention centers. <laughs> no, but like, of course it is. I mean, the ballroom, the whole wall is fish. Yeah. Right. And, and, and big just, fish. And it's beautiful. Not just boring fish. And, it, and it's funny because as a vendor, like Jill is there ahead of time setting up and things like that. But coming in as a vendor, we come in at a certain time, uh, time slot. So all of the curtains are drawn over the fish tanks. So if you're a new vendor, obviously I've been doing this long enough. So I still get awed when it happens. But right before the event kicks off, all of the, the shades come up and then there's all the sharks floating around. So it just changes the complete mood of the entire room. And it's like, oh my, that's really awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, and everybody's trying to get a shark, taking a picture with your head next to it, you know, selfie sticks and all that kind of other good stuff. But there's a lot of fun that can be had. I mean, you're excited to see those sharks all of a sudden. Imagine how excited the sharks are. Because a minute ago, they didn't see anything. All of a sudden, they're still Listen, one, one day, we'll have, we'll have riding with the sharks. I'm, I'm on a mission somehow, somewhere. I'm sure we'll get a lot of sponsors that way. Yes. So do you recruit sponsors, too, to the event? Or yes. How do you get... So do you just go and tell them how great the event is? or how much, Yes. And how important it is to tell them about the ALS cause? Because we've been talking about how great the event is, but we haven't talked much about ALS. So, um, again, a lot of our sponsors are people we got and they just think the event is so amazing Mm -hmm. and they come every year and they do understand the cause. And the one thing that I feel is very important at the event is that we have a speaker. We have a patient and they speak and, you know, it's always very hard to get everyone quiet to listen. But once you get them quiet and the person starts speaking, it is silent in the room. And that's, I get excited about that part because... Yeah, we're doing all this fun and, and it's a really fun event, but we really want everyone to understand what ALS is and how important it is to raise money for it and to find a cure. So I think that's the best part of the evening is when we can get everyone settled down and let this person speak because every speaker has always been just unbelievable. And you're not an ALS expert, even though you've been around longer than most of our staff, and <laughs> because which is great. We appreciate it. Um, but... You know, so you you're not a doctor, not that no. I know of, right? I, no, I missed that. I missed that. Uh, but so when you go and talk about ALS, you have to talk about it in a way that everyone will understand. Mary Ellen, you do too, because you're going to ask people why you come to that. So what do you tell them about ALS? Well, you just say it's bad and you should raise no, money for we, it, or you t- explain like what a lot you- of times people well, even after the ice bucket challenge, it, it that opened up you know mm-hmm. a lot of awareness. awareness for it. But a lot of times we'll say ALS. Lou Gehrig's disease. And usually you always get that, oh, mm-hmm. but they don't really understand what it's about. Right. So we explain a little more about the disease. But un- unfortunately, a lot when we sit at that chocolate convention and people come up to us, they come up to us because they know someone that has had ALS and they've lost someone to ALS. And that's very shocking to us how many people that come up to us and seek us out to mm-hmm. talk about it and they want to speak more about it. And then people are always standing around and, and they get a little understanding of it too. But we, we just, you know, we try to keep it very basic and, and explain it to people what happens and, and you know, what it's like and, and you know, how there is no cure and we're doing everything possible just to raise money to help because the money just goes towards all of the patients and their families and just getting, giving them equipment just to lead a normal life. And I think it's the greatest thing that your that the organization does. Well, I, I think it's great what we do too, but mm-hmm. I'm a little bit biased. Uh, and <laughs> and for a lot of reasons. My grandfather had ALS too, so I care about it and, and what we do. Uh, but 
So when you go and talk to people, you're also telling them that we're a worthwhile charity to give their money to, too, right? And Absolutely. so, yes. you know, you're not just saying ALS is bad, so you should give money to anything with ALS. And there's other good ALS organizations, don't get me wrong, but um, does that telling them about the services of the chapter, do people, people are usually impressed by that and surprised by all that's available. I know. And, and some people didn't realize that everything that you take care of the person in anything that they need and their family. And that is just so amazing to, that, that they don't have to need or want anything that you not only for support, for getting them to the right doctors, for equipment, it's just everything that you, they could ever need. And I've actually had a couple people say, Oh, you know, I, I, I never contacted them. And I said, how could you not contact them? And they did. Mm -hmm. And they thanked me afterwards because they didn't realize the help that they can get and the support. Because yeah. there, there is a lot of help and support out there for the disease. And it's just us being able to bring the awareness to everybody out there. And the Ice Bucket Challenge did open up everybody's eyes across the nation, for that matter, about the disease. So, I mean, that was a great triumph. But at the same time, we're still making strides every day to bring awareness for the disease. And last year's um, hot chocolate event was, I think, the best one yet. And they're always better. That was the first one after the Ice Bucket Challenge. But mm -hmm. the year before that, 2014, before the Ice Bucket Challenge, it was also a very good – what didn't leap from, like, double because it was already so close to maxing out of what right. it can do. Mm -hmm. So you obviously had done a good job, both of you, at explaining the event and explaining ALS. And Mary Ellen, you know a lot of the vendors that come. You're friends with them. And they hear the patient speak and they see it. Are they taken back by, wow, I'm glad yeah, they you're moved. You're, you're moved. As anybody, and, and Jill made a good point of that being probably one of the highlights of why you're there um, is to hear the patient speak. But you're moved. Any individual, if you're not moved, then um, you're not there to support. But everybody who is there, they're, they're there to support. And it's it opens your eyes. And is there a way that maybe there could be research done for something else? Or if there's a piece of equipment that could possibly be done? Because not every day do you have an ALS patient that could be intertwined in your daily routine or life. So coming to the event and actually working for the cause and, and bringing awareness to it, you could be like, well, this might work out. You could be an engineer, you could be a doctor, you can be an Indian chief, but it brings you awareness that you could bring to the chapter and say, hey, I have an idea. Mm -hmm. Has anybody thought of it? And that that's the whole point of it. Yeah, you know, a couple weeks ago, um, episode 49 of the podcast, which you can find on iTunes, uh, Sarah Brendel, who spoke at one of the past Hot Chocolate events five or six years ago, mm -hmm. uh, she was talking about how, um, you know, it's hard to share her story sometimes and she's gotten better and better at it and talking to, she's talked to everyone in the world on, on TV and newspapers at support groups. And so we were talking about the value of a person with ALS telling their story. Not everyone can give hundreds of dollars or thousands of dollars um, or has a corporation that can give a big grant, but obviously a person coming and sharing their story, whether as a speaker, one by one, it makes a big difference, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. So you'd recommend if, you know, a person with ALS, you know, if they're listening to this podcast and they want to know a way to get involved that goes beyond just writing a check because maybe that's hard, sharing your story is a really valuable thing that you've seen personally. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And you use those stories as you go around to talk to people. We do all the time. And, and you know, I'll speak about last year, Matt Bellina spoke and mm -hmm. I mean, 
I don't think there was a dry eye in the place, but no. he was so effective in how he, what he said and how and it really made everybody understand everything about ALS and what we what we're trying to do with you know the association and everything. So it, it just it goes a long way. Matt Bellina wasn't the only person who spoke at last year's event. We had another really special speaker, and that was Preston Elliott from WM, WMMR's Preston and Steve Show. Yes. And you have been talking with Preston and Steve for a while now. You and Larry, and you bring other people to talk there. Yes. So what's it like having Preston and Preston and Steve get involved? Well, um, we when we first started going to Preston and Steve, it was with Gary Tamoyan, and mm-hmm. um, he had been on there several times, and they got to know Gary, and they, they loved him. And they just would always, you know, look forward to seeing him. And then um, as, like, time went on and you see, you know, the progression of the disease, it kind of, they would realize it. You could see that they realized it and they would ask questions and they would ask more questions. So where the first time we went on, it was probably, you know, it was pretty quick, you know, mm-hmm. let's talk about our event. And we were grateful for everything, you know, ne- that next thing you know, the the interviews got a little longer with more questions and, and they got more interested. And then this time we finally got Preston to go and he became the MC. And I think it was very impromptu. Like he wasn't supposed to be right. He wasn't planning on being that. And we said, do you want to speak? And he just got right up and, and did it. And it was, it was really great. It brought another, you know, level to it. And now he's coming back this year. Yes. He said he can't, he and his wife can't wait. So if you're playing, thinking of what to do on March 10th, like if you have a whole calendar's worth of days filled up, for, and it's a leap year, so you have more time to do things, and <laughs> you're looking at March 10th, like what can I do? Preston and Preston and Steve, uh, MMR, he'll be there uh, emceeing the event with chocolate um, and speaking and getting everyone involved. So it's really, you come for the chocolate, mm-hmm. you stay for the cause, mm-hmm. you know, that's how they got involved with the with staying and then you come back for more of the both <laughs> yes <laughs> and we also do throw in a little food there so i always say everyone has major sugar shock when they leave yeah, there, but so. there, there's some food. <laughs> there is some food to help out <laughs> I, I know a lot of people they they start eating the other food which is all very good mm-hmm. and then they feel bad there's not enough room in their stomach for the rest of the chocolate well they and we let everyone bring as much home as they can carry so yeah. that's another good thing <laughs> well, well make sure you share it all that's important so don't yes, go over yes. and like just take a forklift and take mary ellen's table, you know, table away so we so we'll be so no i think if someone does that one will be impressed that they did it but maybe, also... maybe that's the new challenge to take mary <laughs> great table. Now, now we're gonna have, but, we're gonna have to anchor down the table we probably won't be allowed back <laughs> if, we, if that happens but we'll probably have to give you the award anyway because if it's so good that someone uses a forklift to take it away then it must be pretty good uh so that's why people come and they stay um when when does planning for next year's event start <laughs> it's funny because we're i i said we are always thinking of the next event so mm-hmm. you know we know what's going on here but the after the event on our ride home we're saying it's, okay what could we have done better what could we add what could we change you know and, and we get together over that weekend too mm-hmm. and kind of all of us sit down and say you know what what can we change how, mm-hmm. how can we make it the next level yes we are so. always taking notes so that we don't forget you know, we have a meeting right afterwards so we can all, you know, talk about where we can get better. But we've gotten so good. We've stayed at the aquarium because it's such a great venue. But And also because it's hard when you start a new place. And, you know, mm-hmm. so we've gotten very good at, at how to work within the 
aquarium and set it up and then we can always just add to it and make it better. So that's... And it's a good location, especially for everybody in the tri-state area coming in. It's centrally located. If you're in the city, if you're in the suburbs, if you're in New Jersey or Delaware, it's very accessible to get to. So that that's a good point to make as well. Yeah. Um, so people can... There's easy parking. That's yes. what I was going to point out. The parking is brilliant Very there. Um, the parking's maybe the best part for because we have so many people with uh, walking issues of ALS, and even if they, even if they're not the person that has the issue, if someone else is coming with them, mm-hmm. and you know, it's hard to find a venue with good parking. That's true. Especially if you're going in Philadelphia itself. Right. Well, not that we don't love Philly, but there's not a lot of places to park in the city. No, I agree. <laughs> so you know, you make it the event better. Have there been any big changes to the event that you've seen that have made it better? That make like oh, it's like it's better now because we've added this or that. Like some um, some of it's hard for me to see because it's just always so good. I think we just tweak it a little bit each year. Maybe we add a couple more bartenders, mm-hmm. or maybe we change the location of where things are because we don't want to have lines. We don't want people just waiting around. Right. We want it to flow, just like Mary Ellen said before. And we want it, you know, we maybe we set up the vendors in a different way. We also have a big silent auction, mm-hmm. and we've changed around how that's set up. You know, a few times we have a big raffle. So it, basically that's all we're doing is trying to get the flow so that it's not crowded, that people can move around. But they also can get to everything. And all the vendors are out in the open where everyone can see them and, and go try their stuff. Yeah, I think the, the silent auction is really good even to me because I don't have a lot of money to be spending on on auction items right now. Mm-hmm. I got two kids and they're expensive. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, not, not that I don't love them. Cause like, but, um, but yeah, I'm telling them. <laughs> they don't understand anything. So it's fine. They're, they're two and two and less than two months. So, um but when you're looking for silent auction items and things like that, mm-hmm. you're looking for items that are kind of within people's means of auctioning, right? Like, you can't have people putting in a $10,000 bid. Oh, we would love that. But, but no, I mean, we do you not. you can't have that expectation. <laughs> no, we, we like to do more experiences, mm-hmm. things that, you know, you wouldn't be able to do normally or, or that you can't just go out and buy. Like, it's not going to be a piece of jewelry that you can go buy. Or, you know, we do a lot of sports memorabilia. Mm-hmm. Um there were a we, lot of great items last year. Yes. And um, we do a couple trips. Yeah. We try and do a few, you know, like I said, experiences. So um, it's something that, you, you know, you don't, you you wouldn't just be able to get easily. That's the kind of thing that we look for, that people would say, oh, I've never done that. I'm going to go bid on that. Mm-hmm. And then we hope that there becomes a bidding war so we get it to the highest. But we do have a lot of stuff that is, you know, littler stuff that people can, you know, can go in and bid and they're and they're going to win it. Well, last year I put in a bid for one of those like hotel experiences just because I saw that it was like a thousand dollars worth of hotel stay or we're at a really nice place where I could get for a couple hundred bucks. Well, it's worth it then. Yes. Then it's mini vacation for you. Yeah. And I can always use a mini vacation. And, and what has been nice, um, Jill and Larry had asked me last year to be a newcomer on the committee to mm-hmm. help out in the hot chocolate event. And I think it's nice because I'm... I'm fresh to the group, so I have different visions and I can see things differently and go after different auction items and my contacts and things like that. So hopefully always revolving and, and growing bigger each year, That that's the whole goal for this. And so. both of you understand your audiences, I think is important, right? Like you know the kind yes. of people that are coming to this event because you've been there so many times. Absolutely. Yes. We, we have from young to elder and everybody has a blast you know and you're all there to support the same thing and you know you have to start to educate 
the young minds, you know, about the disease because at the end of the day, that's who's going to be caring. But it's not too young because it's 21 and over. Well, right. <laughs> you have to point that out because we've had a lot yes. of people who want to come and they're like 20 years old. We're like, sorry, them's yes. the rules. Yes. Uh, they're like 21 and older. Because there is alcohol at the event and, you know, we're not going to be advocating for changing that because we only have one mission at a time. <laughs> Right, so yeah. so we're so so you can get away from kids for a little bit. We've then, had a couple people that they work for what some of the vendors, and the I remember the one this one girl came up and said, "I'm 21 next year, so I can finally go to the event." <laughs> <laughs> so it's just very funny. Yeah, that they look for they're dying to go, so it's great. Have you had any really cool or funny special moments that have happened at past hot chocolate events? I have one I can think <laughs> of, but of anyone that stand out. Well, why don't you tell me yours? Because mine, I don't think I'm allowed to say. (laughs) You know, the alcohol starts flowing and things start happening and it gets a little silly. (laughs) My first hot taco was in 2012. And we all know Joan Borowski, um, like here at the chat. I think everyone listening, even there, because we have listeners from all all over the world, oddly enough. Um, And she got in a car accident on the way there. And I remember that. she She hit a hearse. That was taking a body to an air, to the airport, I think, and so I don't, she didn't get, she didn't hit the car. The car the hearse hit her, and so I got to go to I had to meet her on the highway and pick up all of her stuff for the event, and then I go there and I'm like, wow, there was an accident. There's there's one dead body, and everyone's oh, <laughs> everyone's like, oh god, not. it's like, well, it was dead to good with. Oh god, that is funny. Yeah, so I didn't know it was a hearse. I knew that. We were, you don't forget she that was, kind of thing. She had some of the stuff that we needed, and we, we said, how are we going to get Joan? Right. And you were the hero. Well, thankfully, <laughs> it was on my way. And yeah, If it was a different year without cell phones, we would be in trouble. So my story, everyone will have to show up at Hot Chocolate, and you can ask me what the story was. Oh, see, that's <laughs> I a, have photos, too. Oh, well, we'll have a whole display. It'll have to take over for something else if we don't have enough room. There's a photo collage of Jill's embarrassing moments at Hot Chocolate. I did nothing embarrassing. Larry's um, embarrassing. Jill is always did, on point. Other She's people do crazy things, and uh, I have, and I was taking the photos. Fortunately, <laughs> the um, the very first year I had done the hot chocolate, and I had come in with this chocolate cake with a chocolate cascade of strawberries and the whole nine yards. Well, when you do an event like that, because we're doing a whole dessert table to feed everybody there, the cake itself is a display. Mm-hmm. The external part of it is all live, so you can eat the buttercream off of it or the strawberries or whatnot, however it comes about. However, at the end of the night, because of the chocolate martinis flowing and and the ice cream and the chocolate fountains, well, somebody decided that, oh, they were going to be fun and take a bite of the top tier of the cake, (laughs) only to find out it was chocolate buttercream with a mouthful of foam. So these are the kind of things that are just fun and entertaining. And you know what? As the owner, as the vendor, all you can do is laugh because it's a good time. Right. You know, it's it's entertaining the guests. They had a blast, obviously. And, uh, you know, it's... it's I believe fun. I have a picture of that, too. I believe you do. <laughs> <laughs> See? Yeah, I'm just walking around with the camera and catching the... You're going to have to send us a picture for us to share. Yeah, you must be doing a very good job at the, at the designing of it, too. Uh, if someone's going to take a bite out of it. Yeah, last year, the dragon, I would have been a little upset. But... <laughs> the, the, that was art. <laughs> how do you come up with your designs? Because you, you've come up with some really creative ones. The, yeah. Last year's was my favorite, I think, just because of the really cool food that goes into it. But do you look at what's just going to look good and then kind of fit the food into that? Or do you think, I know how to make chocolate work, 
And so I know I can do this or that with it. Yeah, no, you're overthinking the whole subject. <laughs> I watch a lot of Food Network. <laughs> yeah, you're overthinking the whole thing. I pretty much just think about what I think would be a cool design. Yeah. Um, you know, whether it be a tailgate or a Red Solo cup party or a luau or a movie theme, whatever it may be, I pick the theme and then I roll with it. And that that's pretty much, there's, there's just... Some people overthink it, and I just don't overthink it. That's where her evil genius takes over. It's really, considering (laughs) the displays that we've seen from you, it's really weird for you to say you don't overthink it, because there's a lot of thought that goes into it. Well, there's thought, and it's it's more of the creativity, Mm -hmm. and that's what I thrive and love, but once I have a theme, then Jill is right, that's where my evilness comes in. You know, and I was like, hmm, add a little spice there, a little sweet here, and... Visually, there's my display. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just think with the theme, for example, with the, um, with the Chinese New Year's theme last year, we did the sushi. And then I had takeout containers. You know, orange is a big flavor with, you know, the Chinese motif and things like that. So we did an orange creamsicle. However, we had we do gluten-free as well. So we did flourless ganache torts on the table. So everything Which are actually really good. something going on. Yeah. Because sometimes you go to an event like this and they're like, oh, this is not that unhealthy. And you're like, oh, well, it's probably going to not taste good. But everything tastes good. It's fun. And every year I come up with, I try to, in the business, come up with anywhere from two to six new products. And you all are my guinea pigs 90% of the time. (laughs) No one seems to complain about that. No. (laughs) Uh, How long does it, because your displays are often very big. Correct. And uh, grandiose in design, which is awesome. And it's that's a draw in, its, in and of itself, much less the other chocolate. And I'm glad you're not the only one there because then I'd run out of things to eat. I wouldn't have anything to eat because everyone else would eat first. But uh, how long does it take to put something like that together? And yeah. is it really hard to get there? Um... No, it's it's not it's not hard to get there. Um, Planning-wise, we it's, it's less than a week, realistically. Mm-hmm. Um, because we're producing so much other product, Mm -hmm. it's just tweaking it a little bit here and there. And then I probably won't finalize my theme until maybe the Friday before, Mm -hmm. realistically, because I have to worry about all the other holidays coming involved. And, you know, if there's anything else that we can use, if I create a display cake that I can use for another event, or if it's just going to be cheeky and I'm going to run with it. Um, so that, that's pretty much how it is. But in... Food-wise, it's all produced within 72 hours of when we actually leave for the event, Um, and that's it. When we get there, my staff handles the display of the table. I I set the foundation for it. Mm -hmm. They actually set the table, and then I I physically set up the chocolate fountains. Right, which is my favorite part because I'm always taking, like, the – uh, marshmallow or the Rice Krispie Treat and taking a little bite and then walking away like I wasn't just standing there <laughs> just ignoring everyone else to eat chocolate. Right, right. Um, and, it, and, it's, and, and the chocolate fountain, it goes because you have people who are, are watching what they eat or they may have a gluten allergy or something like that. And it has from fresh fruit all the way to cookies and cream puffs and everything that you can eat freely off the table or you can drench it in chocolate. You right. know, that's the whole point. Or you can just bring whatever you have and put it in there. Really? Right. Like your, your car keys, your... <laughs> Coffee yeah. mugs, you know, just, just drink it, whatever you need to do. It seems like it would be a waste to do that because there's so much good food at the actual table, so... See, I could get my person in chocolate. You could. Speaking about... You could. I, <laughs> and marshmallow. I, I don't... I, I would recommend not doing that. Hmm. But, you know, you're the... You're more in charge of this event than I am. So... So the event 
is really fun. You come, you come for the chocolate. You stay for the for the ALS cause. You'll meet a lot of people that explain ALS pretty well. Yes. You'll learn a lot, and then you know come back next year. Um, the one thing I would like to finish adding is uh, Jill, you and Larry and your kids. You've also get involved in other events. Yes. Especially the Phillies Festival, which is coming up in a few months. Yes. Um, and you get some ideas and you get some things from there that even help out later, too. Oh, that event is so huge and great. And, you know, we we always think we want to be as big. We would always love to be as big as the Phillies Festival. So. Oh, yeah. We would love that, too. <laughs> we had two events that were, like, great but, as much as Phillies. But, yes, we get ideas on, on great auction items, on things people did. And, and it's a great event. And our kids love going there and volunteering and they sell um the als bracelets and t-shirts and all that kind of stuff that we have that table and and it's exciting seeing them involved and being so excited about it and into it that they even created their own event at Mm -hmm. at a um sky zone that they've done two years now they're going to going on their third year that they either 10 and 12 and they have created their own event just you know, and and we're not allowed to help with it. They do everything on their own, and they do so. And they raise they raise a lot of money. They raise yes. a few thousand dollars over yes. time. Yes, it's and and everything is on their own. They they go into restaurants and get gift cards and get donations for for baskets and and it's pretty impressive. Well, we're we're really glad to see people of all ages that do it. Um, and the for those of you who don't know, even though we've said it on pretty much every podcast, the Phillies are have raised over $16 million for the ALS cause. Um, if we do the hot chocolate event long enough, we'll eventually get to $16 million. But yes. it'll take a lot of chocolate <laughs> to get there. Uh, and, you know, their their support helps lend to other events being successful as well. Uh, so is there any, any other reason people should come or anything else people should look forward to that's special this year on March 10th? The most important thing is to look forward to is to come see us. Yes. And how much fun that you can have in supporting the cause. So get your tickets now. Get your tickets now and be a VIP so you get there early because then you see the tables at their best. <laughs> you don't want to be there late and miss out on the really awesome displays by, yes. by Cakes and Candies by Mary Ellen and other vendors that have really cool tables. You hate to be there an hour late and all of a sudden what looked really great is now missing a few components. But the most because I've eaten it all. Uh, well, <laughs> taking pictures and eating all the chocolate. <laughs> I swear I don't eat that much. I'm just okay. So, uh, again, you can learn more at www.alsphiladelphia.org. Our hot chocolate link is right there, or alsphiladelphia.org slash hot dash chocolate. Um, but just the main website's easy enough. You can also see pictures of last year's uh, hot chocolate event on our website by looking at past photos, but also on our Facebook page. Uh, which is at ALS Philadelphia on Facebook. And you could see the Mary Ellen's display with the, the Chinese theme and some other really awesome looks, um, and including our VIP section with a lot of really cool photography of people. It's like a red carpet last year. Yes. And we do that every year, too, to make everyone feel special and fun. And you can follow along on Twitter and Instagram and everything like that. I'm sure you guys share on Facebook and social media as well, which helps us be a success. Definitely. So we look forward to seeing you guys there, and hopefully we'll see all of you listeners there as well. Thank you guys for talking about it today. Thank you. Thank you. Well, you had me. I came here.